Music to move in therapy. Music to move in therapy. Music to move in therapy. <laughs> yes. Here's the tea. <laughs> On our Facebook group, which you should join. Um, Eva says that we've never done our song by Taylor Swift. I feel like we've done our song. I do too, but I can't remember. So if we have, you know, let's pretend we didn't and say this is our first time because we'll do it again. I was riding shotgun with, with my, my hair, hair undone in the front seat of his car. He got a one hand wheel on the no. <laughs> <laughs> one hand feel on the steering, steering wheel. wheel. There we excited. go. Oh, that's so funny. Look at Morgan knowing a Taylor Swift song. I grew up with that song. That was yeah. my middle school jam. Bro, that was my fourth grade talent show song. Okay, well, I'm older than you. So. <laughs> well, I know, but like. Oh, you were proud of that? Yeah. You yeah. know what? My, I had hand movements. You know what my fifth grade talent show song was? What? Lean on me. Oh, no. Nice. I'm snapping. I'm hurt. When you're not strong. <laughs> that's a good one. I know, right? My fifth grade talent show was uh, Forever and Always by Taylor Swift. I was like, I don't know that song. Oh, uh, we're going to listen to it. You don't know it, but we'll play it <laughs> as soon as we are done here. It's okay, a freaking bop. I'm so excited to listen to Taylor Swift. All right, what's, what do you got for us, Morgan? Okay, let me remember because I thought of it, and then we started joshing about our song. Okay, friends, we are going to talk about a fun little assessment with a friend in the hospital on the spectrum. Ooh. So in the ICU and on the acute floors, I serve a lot of different friends in a lot of different places. And lately, in the ICU, for some reason, we've had a lot of kids with seizures. Mm. Lots of them. I'm not really sure why this is, so if you know, feel free to tell me. But often, um, we have kiddos that have epilepsy or have those seizure disorders that are also on the spectrum. Don't know why it's associated, but often I have kids that are both. So, when I'm doing assessment on some of these friends, my friends that kind of have that mix... And we're trying to be careful about stimulation because we are watching for seizures. And also, we are on the spectrum. There's a whole kind of run-through that I like to do. So I'm going to give you the run-through. It's not going to be as clear-cut as like a behavioral health session plan because I change it for every kiddo. But it typically starts like you would assume. We do a hello song and I encourage specific movements. I'll have the patient communicate or vocalize if they're able a hello will sign a hello and will interact together depending on how they engage in that or if they do we'll move to the next step the next step typically looks like a sing-along or some sort of shared music experience with my guitar and my voice where I fall into vocal improv mm. I have this song that I call ooh, ooh, ah that's all that it is nice and I will simply offer an ooh, ooh ah and then I'll keep playing and vamping on my guitar and leave space I'll see if the patient is able to join the space with me to engage in singing or if they're interested in instruments or if they look at me longingly or if they disregard me completely <laughs> and I proceed to the next step of the intervention. Typically, at this point, I have picked something out in their room <laughs> that they like. They have yeah. a Paw Patrol animal. They, their mom was like, they love Elmo. Or um, I've just gone with a pop song that they mm. really love or that they might know. Hello, not that they really love, that they just might know. And I'll bring out an instrument and we'll offer, offer a sensory experience. My favorite instruments to bring into these sessions are a small ocean drum. It's like the child toddler version of an ocean drum, a rain stick, um, 
a silly stick, which is a, what is it actually called? Quack stick. A quack stick. Thank you. I call it a silly stick. And a shaker. And I don't bring all four at once. Typically, I proceed one song at a time through the instruments to assess what type of sensory seeking individual they are, if they are sensory seeking at all, and what they engage in. This gives me an overview of what they will entrain to, to say if they had some sort of line insertion, if they had a procedure of any type. I'm able to say, okay, I confidently know this individual engages in this thing and I can bring it back with me comfortably. Proceed to the next step. The last step after we tour through the instruments is really just transitioning to the end. As we know, a lot of friends on the spectrum have trouble transitioning, specifically when we're in the hospital, specifically when we're in the ICU, when we're being poked and prodded a lot and we can't really follow a schedule because, you know, that's just not how the ICU works. So... I will provide an opportunity for a transition with a small transition song and see how they tolerate it. I always set myself up for the end of the session with extra time to make sure that if my friend does not tolerate the transition, I can pad it on the other side and help kind of wean them out or entrain them out of the music therapy session. But this is really my key time to end the session and see how they do. And then normally I stay after for a little bit, talk to family, talk to the kiddo and head on out. It's kind of a general session. I kind of mold it to every kiddo, but especially when I have a lot of kiddos on the spectrum, I like to bring in a slew of sensory instruments and to give them the full breadth of opportunity. I enter the room thinking, I do not know what your functioning level is. I do not know what you love, and I'm hoping that you show me both in this time, but just because we have 20 minutes, 30 minutes together doesn't mean that I know everything about you. I never leave the room thinking, okay, I know this kid now because I only met them for 30 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's such a fantastic, like, assessment explanation of in the hospital. I feel like a lot of the times it's like, what is an assessment? Like, it's a different word than, like, a session, so, like, what is it? But really, it looks like most likely what a typical session will look like, but you're just trying to gain all of that information for yourself. Absolutely. Typically, all of my assessments, even outside of with individuals on the spectrum, I will like structure in that way. Yeah. I'll do some sort of introduction, whether it's a hello song, rapport building, just talking to them. I'll do some sort of interactive music experience. If that's singing a song they're familiar with, playing name that tune. Mm-hmm. I'll go into an instrument opportunity to see if they have any interest in instruments or if they're too cool for school yeah. or if they're too young and their functioning level doesn't allow it. And then I'll play with transitions throughout. Often those sessions that are super assessment ease with older kiddos end up in improv songwriting for me but that's just my style and where I go and I typically end with my goodbye song that's fantastic yeah for sharing all that I think that's really beneficial absolutely especially when we're dealing with patients that are sedated in any way or that aren't a lot of support without structure in the ICU and by structure I mean people coming in and out whenever they Mm -hmm. wish talking to them touching them whatever it's really valuable to me that I sustain a specific structure in my assessments and my sessions to allow the kids that predictability that they might not get anywhere else yeah it's it's so simple like you wouldn't think like that contributes to the goals and to the function of your session but it really does oh but it does yeah especially with our friends when everything is changing and I can remain a constant that's a huge deal yeah I love it thank you I'll see y'all next time thanks for listening (laughs) 